Storygram Network. The content and products discussed in this program have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, nor are they intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Any decisions made around your health should be discussed with your health practitioner. Welcome to Body Talk Radio. I'm your host, Heather Morgan, Health and Human Potential Master Coach and Edutainment Curator. I started Body Talk over a decade ago in order to achieve my mission of educating and inspiring millions to a healthier way of living. Body Talk Radio is more than just a radio show. It's your gateway to information and education relevant to today's most important health topics. Delivered by top thought leaders, influencers, and world changers in the health and human potential space. If you love great health talk, listen in and join the community. Get educated, get inspired, and become a healthier you. All right, Sonoma, you are listening to Body Talk. Hey, everybody, how you doing on this rainy, gorgeous fall day? I just took my dogs out for a beautiful walk through the vineyards uh, over on the west side of town. And I got to say, it was invoke it invokes all the senses you know when you walk out in the rain and um it you know just the sounds of nature the smells you know deep breathing the fresh air it's magical it really is and you know we we get so busy and so caught up in our work week um it's really hard to take time out to go out and enjoy nature but i'm gonna tell you one of my favorite I guess my favorite times to go out into nature is when it's like this, you know, just a light drizzle, a little bit overcast, you know, so the sun's just not blaring or beating down and um, not a lot of people out there. And it was incredible, incredible to walk, to just take a walk and um, enjoy the sounds and the smells and, you know, the season. So I'm just going to say it. If you have some time today, get out there, get out there for 15 or 20 minutes, power walk, put on some comfortable shoes, some comfortable clothes, and um, start moving out in nature. Find a hill, find a vineyard, find something where you can be away from the fast-paced hustle and bustle of town and just go out and just soak it all in because it truly is energizing. Um, It's great for the cells to be in nature. Um, You know, there's true positive and negative ions at work and when we're out there in nature so it energized me in such a way I have to say clears the brain um and all those good things so speaking of brain though I'm so excited for my guest today so please don't go away you need to stick around till oh about 115 120 um because I have Michael D. Lewis Dr. Michael Lewis joining me today. Um, He's the author of When Brains Collide. And um, it's an amazing, amazing um, piece of work about brains and really basically what every athlete and parent should know about the prevention and treatment of concussions and head injuries. And the, you know, the other interesting thing is so, so many of us have actually had head head injuries and we don't know it, or we didn't really attend to it or pay attention. And, um, and, you know, there's just such great insight about, you know, you got to care for your brain. You really do. You have to care for your brain. And, you know, your brain, think about it. Think about all the roles and functions that the brain carries out. And it's just protected, you know, just tucked away there right underneath your skull. But we walk around you know, throughout our whole lives with this amazing, the most sophisticated and amazing uh, piece of, if you will, machinery or technology or organ. Um, And, and it's just, it's just floating around there inside your skull as we go through life and things happen to it, just like things happen to other parts of our body, good and bad, but you need to care for it and you need to take care of it. And you need to really understand, um, you know, I mean, I mean, so often, you know, we eat, 
you know, poor diets, sugar, carbohydrates, and believe it or not, um, they call Alzheimer's type three diabetes. And there's a reason for that. You know, we don't think about it when we eat sugar, how that's actually affecting our memory and our brain functioning long term. But carbohydrates and our brain requires insulin and it can become insulin resistant um, and and have poor functioning. And, and, you know, they talk about Alzheimer's, you know, today as being type three diabetes. Um, There's a lot that we need to understand about that and a lot that the American diet certainly plays into why so many people are struggling with their focus, their memory and um and you know they're they're basically brain power in general. So um, really important, really really important guest today. And you know if you want to check out his work, you can actually go to whenbrainscollide.com, and uh, you can start to understand a little bit more about Doctor. Michael Lewis, MD, and I'm super thrilled he's going to be calling in here shortly. And while we're on the subject, because you know, I'm just going to keep going right on with the subject of brains. Um, Like I said, we don't think too much about how to care for our brains on a daily basis. And we're going to talk to Mike, to Dr. Lewis about that a little bit. He's going to be talking more about brain trauma, head injury, um, caring for your brain. And, you know, especially if you have children who are athletes, if you've been an athlete, if you've ever had any type of brain injury, a lot of us have had brain injury and we don't even really realize it. Or, you know, maybe we had a tough knock or a fall or something like that. Didn't think too much about it. But there's scans and things that show today that people who've had injuries years and years and years ago, minor injuries that they never realized were impactful, that um, really do have an impact, a long-term impact on your brain. So we're going we're gonna to talk today about how to care for your brain, what signs to look for, how to prevent, and also um, treat and care for concussions brain injuries, and more. Super excited. But just from a nutritionist standpoint, just from the standpoint of someone who believes that you are what you eat, and I believe very much that we are a result, obviously, of what we put into our bodies, but also to what you think. So um, just talking specifically about the brain and how to eat for brain health. You know, I'll just start off by mentioning fatty acids because, you know, you hear people talk about omega-3s for brain, and I'm sure that Dr. Lewis will be talking about that as well today. Um, But that would be my number one recommendation as a nutritionist. If you want to have a healthy functioning brain, um, you got to get lots of good fats in your diet, you know, starting with the omega threes. And, you know, I know a lot of people like to supplement with fish oils, um, which is highly, highly recommended. And, you know, that I always talk about food quality and, um, and, and quality when it comes to supplements. And I got to say, really important uh, to understand quality when it comes to fish oils. The majority of people like to buy their fish oils from the store, right? And over the counter. So, you know, I recommend if you are going to a store to buy your fish oils, I would recommend getting them from like a Pharmaca or one of your local doctors, like, um, you know, uh, a local naturopathic doctor, um, you know, Dr. Rebecca Perino, who we're going to be having on the show next week. Um, I know they carry some really, really good fish oils over at their office, uh, you know, Pharmaca, Whole Foods, um, you know, stores that specialize in good and high quality supplementation. Those are really good places to get, to get good quality fish oils. And, you know, you want a company that's reputable where they're sourcing fish that obviously was wild and, um, and cause farmed fish just isn't a good thing to have in our diet. So you want to make sure that it's wild sourced. You want to make sure that the purification process is, is, um, is good. However, they can be over purified and over processed as well. So you want to make sure that the process is is clean, uh, clean source, but that it doesn't molecularly break down the fish oils to the point where the body can't absorb it and recognize it and utilize it in the way that it's intended. So 
I always recommend fish oils in a triglyceride form. So you want to you want to look at the label, and if it says esterified, um, you know, some more ethyl ester um, form of fish oils, you want to put it down and go to the next one and look for triglyceride fish oils. Um, so it'll tell you what form they're in. Um, so that would be my my main recommendation. Also, too, you know, fish oils can easily become rancid. So you do want a reputable company um, to do that. And that's where I say why I say going to our our holistic doctors in town is important, um, like Dr. Perino over at Naturopathic Medicine and like Dr. Daniel Schwatter over at Sonoma Roots because they carry good quality, professional grade, highly highly um super high quality i'm just gonna say usually the lines that they carry are doctor only so they're super high quality um so that's you know that's kind of the main thing that i wanted to say about fish oils which would be my number one recommended nutrient if you want to have a healthy brain but my second one would be choline so gpc and choline is really um it's really great for the brain as well. And you can also source that at some of the higher quality uh, places in town. And um, and so, yeah, I would say that's probably would be another great brain nutrient, brain foods. Any of the deep, dark colored berries. I love the acai berry, the acai berry. We're actually going to go ahead and take our call because I believe we have Dr. Lewis on the line. Hey there, is this Dr. Lewis? It is. How Yay. are you? Wonderful. How are you, Dr. Lewis? I'm doing great. Well, great. I'm so glad. I just let all the listeners know that you'd be calling in. So everybody just want to introduce to you Dr. Michael Lewis, MD, and he's author of When Brains Collide. And um, today I've kind of set the stage for us. We're talking about brain health, but in particular, um, you know, how to take care of your brain, basically prevention and treatment of, you know, from concussions and head injuries. And it's a topic, Dr. Lewis, that I don't talk about too often on the show. So I'm super excited. And our community has shown a lot of excitement um, by their responses over the last week about looking forward to the topic and looking forward to hearing from you. So Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Well, thanks. It's a it's an incredible pleasure uh, and honor to be on your show. Fantastic. So, just a little bit of background, Doctor Lewis, if you don't mind, um, can you tell us a little bit about your work and what led you, you know, to this project? And just kind of, yeah, let us know a little bit about what you do in the field. Sure. Uh, the first thing you need to know about me is I'm as traditionally trained uh, physician as you'll ever find. My father was a surgeon. My mother was a nurse. I went to uh, awesome. a traditional you know, t- uh, Tulane Medical School, and nice. um, I became got involved in infectious disease work and became board certified in, um, in preventive medicine and public health. Great. And... Along the lines, I ran across the idea of what can we do to help our soldiers uh, recover from traumatic brain injury that nice. you know, in the middle of war. And and I guess I should back up for half a second and say I uh, retired just a few years ago at a young age um, after 31 and a half years as an officer in the Army. And oh, so, uh, fantastic. That's, so that's why I was sort of traumatic brain injury and soldiers and sort of fit together. Makes um, sense. Great. <laughs> and so basically I went to the head of research at Walter Reed um, in that Army Medical Center uh, and specific the Defense and Veteran Brain Injury Center and wow. asked, is anybody looking at omega-3s for the use uh, or helping soldiers recover from traumatic brain injury? And the answer was, no, why don't you? Wow. And that was about that was about eight years ago, okay. about four wow. or five years before I retired. And um, and that's what started me down the road. And it's just continued to, to snowball from, from there. It's been a great learning experience for me um, and hopefully for hopefully for your listeners as well. Awesome. So Dr. Lewis, so about eight years ago then, you really kind of launched into this work with concern and thought of primarily our war vets who'd been injured, right? 
And uh, that was initially, but yeah. you know, sports concussions are you know log scale more. I mean, they're just yeah, you know course. so many more. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because I, you know I grew up in a big football family. My dad was a football coach. Three older brothers. You name it. And I'm still a huge, huge football fan. And I every time the season rolls around, I'm just thinking to myself, you know, I hope. I hope people are are getting schooled and educated and you know I it's way different than it was when I grew up and my older brothers were playing there was just nothing like you just there was no education and, and prevention around there so tell me now your work with sports and sports injuries how has that changed and is there are there programs that people in schools are following for prevention well it's the whole ball of wax, for <laughs> lack of a better way to put it. Sure. Um, you know, the whole spotlight on the NFL for the last couple of years, um, you know, for right or for wrong, has been at least helpful in, in shaping the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, it's not just the NFL. I mean, most sports injuries, you know, football is just part of it. Um, mm, you know, right. whether it's, it's you know, oh, yeah. little Skiing, kids playing soccer I mean, yeah. or, you know, teenage girl, you know, high oh, school, yeah. soccer teams, oh. field hockey, ice Absolutely. hockey. I mean, it just goes on and Skating, on and on. So Skiing, yeah, you name it. The, the conversation of, you know, we should ban football is kind of, I actually find a little bit on the ridiculous side because the... Um, Obesity, for example, is a, is a much bigger problem, and mm-hmm. the yeah. last thing we need is to start canceling sports and yeah. having our kids playing Xbox on the on the on the living true. room couch all day long. No, very true. And so, I'm a huge believer in both uh, sports and athletic activity, but really of team sports in particular. Mm. Um, and football is one of those where if one player lets down on one play, mm-hmm. uh, that could re- change the outcome of the game. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not. Not just always the guy with the ball. Mm, for um, sure. You know, so if somebody misses a block, that can change uh, the outcome of a game. So mm. I'm a huge fan of team sports and and all the thing it represents, mm-hmm. such as teammanship, how to win, how to lose, mm. how to be gracious about it, um, but working together. And I say life is a team sport, mm. and why not learn it on the uh, on the sports fields as we're growing up. Well, it is in sports in general. Participating in sports also has a very positive effect on the brain because we know that performance in sports is largely related to focus and ability. So there's a lot of positives that come from participating in sports for the brain as well. Absolutely. Uh, Not just the exercise, but the Mm -hmm. mental um, focus that it it takes uh, to be in a game for Mm. a whole game. Right, um, and whether and that could be anything from tennis and or bowling to you know some of the more um, traditional team sports like we mm. talked about. No, so very very true. Um, so I just wanted to say again, we're all, we have Dr. Michael Lewis, MD, here with us today. We're talking about his book, When Brains Collide, and um, we actually, Dr. Lewis, have to take a quick break. It's going to just be about thirty seconds. If you'll just hang tight, I will be right back. I just have to. Uh, we have to do a quick PSA. Sounds great. Thank you. All right, everyone, and we are back. It's Heather Morgan here, and I'm on the line today with Dr. Michael Lewis, MD, author of When Brains Collide, What Every Athlete and Parent Should Know About the Prevention and Treatment of Concussions and Head Injuries. Welcome back to the show. Thanks. It's a pleasure to be with you. Fantastic. Well, we have a lot of people in the community listening today, a lot of people with children who do sports, and then, um, and then obviously, too, it's not unlikely that at some point in our lives we've banged our head, right? <laughs> well, yeah, it's actually really interesting. As you would be surprised if you talk to people, it's so mm. ubiquitous throughout our society. Mm. Um, if you haven't had a head injury or a concussion mm-hmm. or been knocked silly, you know you don't have to be knocked unconscious That's to right. have had a, a brain injury or a concussion. And, and let me be clear: the, a concussion is a brain injury. We just mm-hmm. sort of soften it by calling it something different. Right. Um, but uh, you know, you, you can't. 
you really, it's hard to talk to anybody that doesn't either have had yes. one or know somebody or somebody that's close to them uh, who's had some kind of an injury. So yes. um, we, as far as we can tell, there's roughly four, four and a half million people every single year have some form of a brain injury just in the United States. That's a huge number. And and it's it it, something that I noted uh, on air before you called in as well. It just in my own experience with my brothers, with my children, with myself, just about everybody that I know has had some sort of hard knock, if you will, um, at some point in their lives. And often, quite honestly, we don't even remember. Or maybe maybe we got knocked, and you know we. Picked up ourself by the bootstraps, or you, or you brush it right. You picked yourself up, you brushed it off, and you yes. went back in the game, or right. just continued on. So that is what you know. What I really wanted to bring to light t- today is that you know it, it doesn't have to land you in the hospital to do damage. Correct. That is correct. And, and you know, the movie Concussion that came out last year about this time uh, mm-hmm. really kind of drove that home. Where um, uh, the main, the, the main, the meat of the story was about uh, Pittsburgh Steelers center uh, Mike mm-hmm. Webster, oh, wow. uh, Hall of Famer, great, mm-hmm. great guy, um, and he never had a single documented concussion his entire playing career. Okay. But, you know, in particular, it's not always that huge hit that you see that's, you know, that knocks somebody, you know, uh, down or out or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's also all these sub-concussive hits. So you think of right. linemen always, you know, hitting on every single play. They're, they're typically uh, getting some form of banging mm-hmm. uh, against each other, whereas, you know, receivers and some of the speed players, they may have the big hit, but they that may not occur uh, but a few times in a season or hopefully hopefully even that. So it's, it's, it's not always true. about the big hit. It's sometimes the sub-concussive, uh, the ones that don't really knock you silly. Well, that's... Accumulation of it. Yes, right. And and then there's, you know, like I've heard stories of people who've been like, let's say in a car accident where they hit their head just right. And it wasn't a hard hit, but just that happened to be the place where they got hit that actually either took their life or ended, landed them in the hospital. And, and people are like, oh, no, it's just a freak thing of how that their head got hit somewhere near the temple or whatever. So, you know, and, and I, was, I was also noting earlier, your brain is this incredibly sophisticated, delicate, delicate organ that's, you know, floating there underneath the skull. And we go through a lifetime of movement and ups and downs and shakes and jumping out of airplanes some people whatever it is right (laughs) i mean Mm -hmm. it's true yeah we do a lot with our bodies and you can't tell me that that brain in there isn't getting beat around a little bit well and you know it's some basic physics you know a body in motion stays in motion to acted by an outside force and density Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. so it's not like a bowl of jelly you know we we often say it's brain sloshes up against the side of the bowl like jelly Mm -hmm. um our brains are a little bit more sophisticated than a bowl of jelly and um and if you think about that all the substructures of the brain are different densities and so when they come to a sudden stop uh, whether it's hitting the floor of a basketball court or colliding heads or Ugh. in a car accident right. um, or slipping on the ice mm-hmm. um, and hitting the ground, it, those different parts of the brain stop at different rates because of the density. Yes. And so um, it can cause shearing and stretching of those connections and what can happen, we call that initial injury, you know, whether it's hitting your head or, mm-hmm. or exposed to an IED blast in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. we call that the primary injury. But what's more concerning, and the only thing you can do about the primary injury is avoid it in the first place. Right. Uh, but what's more concerning is that sets off these biochemical cascades, or what yes. we call a secondary injury. And that's a lot of it is inflammatory mediated, yes. and so it gets back to our diet, and you are what you eat. And so, if we don't take control of that secondary uh, injury, Great. it can continue to be a problem for days or weeks, months, even years later. And, sure. and I think that that's why we see, like with our NFL players, 
20, 30 years after they stop playing, we start to see mental decline happening. Yes. So that inflammation is never really addressed. So that's a good point there, Dr. Lewis. So you're, you're basically saying, yeah, we have this primary injury, then there's this cascade of inflammation that's a result that actually is where the longer-term effects happen. So, so then how do we support that, that inflammation that goes on post-injury? Uh, well, the approach that I took is uh, what's the brain made of? And the brain's made of fat, basically, right. uh, fat and water. And right. of that fat, about 30% of it uh, is omega-3s, or DHA is uh, right. the one in particular, for mm-hmm. the, the three initials for it. Right. And, um, you know, it gets back to what we were supposed to learn in kindergarten, right? What we were taught when we were kids is you are what you eat. And that's (laughs) never more important than where our brains are. And the problem has become more and more as we progress as a so-called modern society um, is our food supply and our food chain. And we've become out of balance. So it's not so much about people not consuming enough omega-3s, which is a problem, but it's also the overconsumption of omega-6s, which are very Mm pro-inflammatory, and they're ubiquitous. They're throughout everything. Omega-6s are very shelf-stable, and omega-3s, you put a fish outside in the sun, it's going to spoil very quickly. So So just to clarify. Omega-6s are very shelf-stable and ubiquitous. So where would we see omega-6s? So for example, that's your vegetable oils, right? Your canola oil. Correct. The biggest, the biggest in, uh, intake of it would be soybean oil, actually. Soy, uh, okay. Vegetable oils, your canola, yes. your yes. corn oil, and so mm-hmm. on. And so that's the biggest source, and and it's really just uh, everywhere escalated since about 1970 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, with the advent of farm bills and corporate farming and stuff like that. And so the amount of soy being consumed or used in our society has just escalated beyond belief. And, and it's not so helping. When we, no, not at all. With and, that you know, we were meant to, it really gets back to balance. And mm-hmm. so as mankind developed over tens of thousands of years, it required a balance between the omega-6s and the omega-3s in the brain. Mm-hmm. But we're so out of balance. I did a study on soldiers and suicide, um, and I did a study with a colleague at the NIH, and we found that balance was no longer in balance. It was 25 to 1 Mm. out of balance in favor of the pro-inflammatory omega-6s. Right. Okay, perfect. And, you know, this is something that I do talk about on the show quite a bit is that ratio of omega-6, so arachidonic acids versus, yeah, your omega-3s. And, um, you know, tell us a little bit. So, so the concept and the idea here is to avoid the bad oils, the bad fats, your processed oils, if you will, like the vegetable oils, the canola oils, and focus more on high quality omega threes, right? Absolutely. And, you know, while um, dark leafy green vegetables and flaxseed and things like that are great for short-chain omega-3s, mm-hmm. really the our body's ability to elongate those short-chain to the, to the bigger omega-3s that are in the brain, our, our bodies don't do that very efficiently. It's, it's mm-hmm. typically around 1% or even less. And so you really have to have direct consumption of omega-3s, the longer-chain omega-3s, and the the best source is fish, uh, like deep cold-water fish, like salmon, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also from um, a variety of other animal meats as well. Um, yes. said beef okay. and lamb, for example, are great. Fantastic. So I really do want to expand on that a little bit because so many people think... You know, there's sort of a misconception out there that when people eat red meat, that it's actually, you know, not good for them or good for their brain. And, you know, we can get an overabundance of omega-6s and the arachidonic acids from red meat if it's a commercial animal that was fed basically corn, right? Corn and soy, yeah. And, you know, the funny thing is people will then automatically go, because this is how we didn't brainwashed is that 
chicken is so much healthier for you. Right. Well, you Mm-mm. have to ask yourself, what is the chicken being fed? And yes. it's a commercial chicken, it's being fed soy and corn. It's mm-hmm. just as bad as the, just as bad. As the, the beef. So people need to understand that that quality is number one. And this is what I always preach. It's literally, yes, what you eat is important, but even more so is the quality. So you can have chicken and and beef in your diet. But if it's commercial animals that have been mistreated and, you know, fed hormones and chemicals and grains, you're getting those bad you know, those bad omega-6s when you eat a diet like that. So you have to focus on clean-sourced animal proteins, animals that weren't, you know, mistreated and fed these these grains and antibiotics, correct? Absolutely. Great. So it's important for our, our listeners to know that. And, you know, your book, your does your, your book go into um, diet dietary recommendations for brain health? It it does not so much in specific. So mm-hmm. um, while it's important to have good dietary habits to mm-hmm. set that foundation, sure. Um, I really, you know, so we talk about that balance, sort of the, the same coin, different sides of the same coin, the mm-hmm. omega-6s and the omega-3s. Mm-hmm. And when dealing with the head injury, it's yeah, it's great that we need to try to decrease the amount of omega-6s, but they're fats. And so it could take months to years yes. to do that. And so I looked at what's the other side of the coin and how do we increase the omega-3 side mm-hmm. as quickly as possible? How do you mm-hmm. saturate the brain with omega-3s, what it took to make the brain in the first place? Mm-hmm. Um, and what will that do after an injury, and the results have been nothing more than fantastic, actually. Okay, so um, tell us more about that. So, I, you know, I, I really, I learned this from Dr. Julian Bales initially, who was okay. uh, featured in the movie Concussion, uh, played by Alec Baldwin. Okay. And, um, and Dr. Bales was, at the time, was the head of neurosurgery at West Virginia University, and there was the Sago mine accident in uh, a coal mine in January 2006. Okay. And the one guy that survived basically had severe carbon monoxide poisoning sure. and so on and so on. And they were left with, what do we do to help his brain? And Barry Sears, the zone diet uh, yes. guy, mm-hmm. um, they connected and said, it's, you know, let's look at it as an inflammation problem and let's saturate his brain with omega-3s. Mm-hmm. Short of the story is he walked out of the hospital a couple Amazing. months later. Yes. Um, I got called after I learned this and I started to, to try to put some research together for the military. I, I learned of a, uh, a local for me, local car accident, an 18-year-old kid who had a severe traumatic brain injury from a car accident. Mm. And I was put in touch with the father, and and the the question was, would this work for traumatic brain injury like it did for the carbon monoxide injury? And the answer is, we don't know, because it's never been tried before. Right. And a very similar thing. Instead of pull the plug and, and let the kid die, the parents hung in there, and uh, the kid went to his high school graduation three months after the accident. And Amazing! Doing great today. Oh, that's so so fantastic! So recovery from traumatic brain injury can be largely improved and supported by by using these omega threes, like you say, fish oils and whatnot. Um, and and this is this is shown in in different patients and studies that you've seen. Absolutely, and and it's um, it's really about saturating the brain to be able to get those levels up high, so that the inflammatory processes get under control very quickly. But the other thing that omega threes do, they help protect nerve cells from dying. Yes, they're they do. Neuroprotective. They're anti-inflammatory, which is really important, but the third thing that they do is actually help with neuroregeneration. And so omega-3s are really, really important. They're not the answer. They're not the magic bullet. Mm -hmm. It's nutrition when you really get down to it. Mm -hmm. It's nutrition. But using it in high amounts where you're saturating the brain, you can get these great therapeutic effects. But it's just one tool in the whole process of dealing with head injuries. Mm, That's fantastic. So 
you know, the idea of saturating the brain is, is, is you know, I, people have not heard of that. And they're certainly not going to hear of it when they're in the ER and they're in a trauma unit and there's been an accident. You know, for example, my father, you know, my father uh, was in a car accident and he went through a windshield and had traumatic brain injury. He walks the golf course today. Um we didn't do the high, high saturating of the brain. So, and, and I can imagine that if you're in a trauma unit, doctors might be a little bit opposed to that because of the blood thinning uh, abilities of the fish oils. Is this correct? Well, that's, that's the biggest obstacle that uh, doctors will typically put up as reasons not to do it, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of interesting, <laughs> to, to say the least. And that, um, you know, if you go into any hospital, into the ICU, 90 to 100% of all the patients in an ICU bed are going to be on uh, pharmaceutical blood thinning medication to keep their blood from clotting so that they don't throw a a pulmonary embolus Mm -hmm. or a deep vein thrombosis or something, a blood clot. Mm -hmm. And so... These are the same doctors that are saying, "Well, we can't give them fish oil because it might cause them to bleed." Well, you're not, not going to make the situation any worse if they're already on a pharmaceutical drug that Is, basically eliminates the ability of your yeah. platelets and blood to clot in the first mm-hmm. place. So, how do you make that worse? What you're missing is you're missing the re- neuro regeneration, the neuro inflammation, yeah. the, the neuro protection effects that you don't get from the blood thinners, uh, the pharmaceutical blood thinners. So, so I, Dr. I find Lewis, the argument actually kind of absurd. Agreed, uh, agreed wholeheartedly. I guess what I'm, my question would be then, what would your advice be to a listener who may at one point be find themselves in that situation where there they are in the ICU and asking their doctor, "Hey, should we try fish oils here?" And how wh- how what would you recommend that they they say and do? Well, there there's a couple of things they can say and do. Number one is they have to be more adamant to make it happen yes. than the than the medical system is to not allow it to happen. And mm-hmm. in many cases. On the dire cases, it's you know, they're recommending pull the plug. There's no chance of survival. So what Why have not? you got to lose? Why it's, not? It's not going to lose. It's not going to work in every case. Mm-hmm. Uh, head injuries are like snowflakes. Yes. Everyone's different. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the first thing. The second thing is start to look at the scientific literature, even some of the recommendations. The the Society mm-hmm. of Critical Care Medicine mm-hmm. says that immune enhancing the one of the few, one of the only, I think, two uh, grade A level recommendations are that you should use immune enhancing. Um, nutrition, and you should use it early after an injury, mm-hmm. uh, including the use of omega-3 fatty acids. Mm-hmm. But, you know, most people aren't going to end up in a coma in a, in a hospital. It's, you know, when we're talking four, four and a half million people having yes. uh, head injuries every year. It's much more common to have a concussion. You have your bell rung. Yes. Um, yes. You know, your kids on the on the playing field. That's where my concern is. Okay. Um, and and the outcomes that come from that. So, Doctor Lewis, that's what I want to talk about next. We actually have to take one more very quick break, and then when we come back, could we please address that? Like you said, those four million people who, you know, had their bell rung, and how do we? Uh, where do we go from there? How do we work on you know repairing the brain and getting it back and restoring it and keeping it healthy going forward. Can we do that when we or, come right back? Or even, or even preventing it from happening. Yes, and I'd love to hear about that too. So everybody hang tight. Dr. Lewis, if you don't mind, we're going to go take one more break. We'll be right back and um, looking forward. All right, everyone, we're back. You're listening to Body Talk. I'm Heather Morgan, joined today by Dr. Michael Lewis, MD, author of When Brains Collide. So welcome back to the show. Thanks, Heather. Great to be with you. Thank you. So, you know, uh, we've talked a little bit about, um, you know, we've kind of touched on omega-3s and the importance of omega-3s for the brain. Um, We talked more about, you know, trauma and saturating the brain. Now we're going to move forward and talk a little bit about the 4 million plus Americans who have had, like you said, their bell rung and how to 
prevent injury to the brain and then also what to do for minor injuries and concussions? Well, I let me just say, you know, for your listeners, if you want more information, uh, when I retired from the military, I started a nonprofit called Brain Health Education and Research. Right. And uh and you can you can find a lot of this information on uh, www.brainhealtheducation.org, awesome. brainhealtheducation.org, and including specific protocols, one, you know, one that's generally for brain health, whether awesome. you're dealing with some kind of um, issue with brain brain health or mm-hmm. concussion. Um, I just simply call it the Omega Protocol, but also uh, what to do or the doses and everything mm-hmm. to do, uh, or I recommend typically with a severe head injury or severe traumatic brain injury. Okay. And um, and then also um, I'll throw out a second website. Uh, as you mentioned, I just came out with a book called When Brains Collide, mm-hmm. and it can be found on Amazon.com or Great. you can go to WhenBrainsCollide.com. Come and if you click on the on the book cover, it'll take you to the Amazon site. Um, and a lot of this, actually, more of this information is um, in the book and also on the nonprofit website. Fantastic! That's wonderful. What a great resource. I really, like I mentioned earlier, just about everybody's had their head knocked, and so this is information that each and every person needs to hear and be privy to. And you know, love that you have your book and your protocols out there so that people can get informed and be prepared. And like you said, prevent and then you know, God forbid anything happens, know what to do on the back end. So let's talk about, um, let's talk about those 4 million people and let's talk about prevention. Well, the way that I decided to go about this, uh, the reason why it's called brain health education mm-hmm. and research is, mm-hmm. you know, research is a top-down approach uh, right. and it's necessary. We need to do the science to prove that these things work so that the medical community accepts it. Uh, rather than just all these great stories. Mm-hmm. But I really take the approach that you also need to do the bottom-up approach, the grassroots approach, okay. and, and somewhere they'll meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so my mission is really become how do we educate uh, essentially what I would call, you know, what we call the soccer moms out there. Yes. Um, you know, the, the, the families that have... Ten-year-old uh, girls playing soccer, or twelve-year-old mm-hmm. boys playing ice hockey, or fifteen-year-old mm-hmm. high school football players, mm-hmm. and so on. And so, if we can educate the moms, uh, moms can change the world, and mm-hmm. that's that's the approach that that's I true. take. Mm-hmm. Not just because they're also the purchasers of most typical families. Yes, and so yeah. the yeah. idea of eating healthy, but also looking at supplementation. Um, mm-hmm. we, I advocate that people, and Julian Dales and I actually wrote a a paper for military medicine on this, and we advocated that people, everybody that is at risk of a head injury, whether it's an athlete or a soldier, should be taking 3,000 milligrams of EPA and DHA, the omega-3s, on a daily basis Mm -hmm. to help improve the resilience of the brain to withstand injury in the first place. And if an injury still occurs, then you have a good amount of omega-3s already on board to be able to help with the resolution process. Awesome. So would you recommend that for athletes too, like say, for example, football players that are out there knocking around all the time? Well, absolutely. And mm-hmm. in fact, um, I don't just say it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, my 16-year-old is a starting running back on our high school football team, and yep. he did not leave the breakfast table every single morning, actually mm-hmm. not just during football season, but every single day yes. uh, without taking five five capsules of good quality fish oil every single day. So is he doing about 5,000 IUs then, would you say? Well, do, uh, 5,000 of fish oil, which mm-hmm. gives, and a good concentrate, gives about 3,000 milligrams of the omega-3s. Okay, gotcha. So, so 3,000 milligrams. exactly one-to-one. They're not mm-hmm. the same. Okay, gotcha. Fantastic. Um, good. So you're an, saying an, an for easy, prevent- An easy way to look at it is, if, if, no matter what bottle of fish oil you have, mm-hmm. um, there's going to be a recommended dose, and essentially double it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> gotcha. That's a good it. way to look at it. Double what they're recommending. Okay, great. 
That's awesome. And that's for prevention. Now, on a dietary side for prevention, if you were going to throw out just a, a, a few key things uh, dietarily, what would you say? Well, number one is to decrease the amount of processed foods and processed sugars in particular. Yes. Uh, the simple sugars, the white sugars, as, mm-hmm. we, as we call them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be number one. Number two is uh, add in a meal of seafood once, at least once a week, if not two or three times a week. Awesome. And make it something good like, um, you know, Pacific uh, salmon, mm-hmm. not farmed. Um, no. You know, farmed has its own. You know, again, it's you. You know, the uh, the animal feed. That's the real issue. But um, you know, Pacific salmon once or twice a week, or tuna, or you know, just there's so many ways we could add in uh, seafood into our diets uh, that we as Americans just have not really grabbed onto. Um, I do so agree. That I think would be my biggest. Thing. Yes, and you know, Americans, I think, in general, under-consume seafood, but then now we have all the issues of cleanliness with seafood and, you know, exposure to impurities, so that's where it gets a little bit tricky. Um, Do you have any recommendations where people could go to find good seafood sourcing or information on that? Well, the the company that I like in specific, um, I think the best seafood company in in the country or the world is Vital Choices Seafood. Uh, Amen to that. And out of, out of Seattle, and mm-hmm. Randy Hartnell um, was a fisherman for twenty years uh, in Alaska, and started this company and has just done a fantastic job with mm-hmm. it. It's best. I, in fact, we had some uh, truly agree. Some, uh, king king salmon last night for dinner. Mm-hmm. It, it's like so good it's like it melts butter. in your mouth. It is. It truly is. And I'm glad that you brought up Vital Choices because they are a friend of a friend and favorite of mine as well. They he really does. It's just completely the company is from the heart, and um, it, and what he's doing is really uh, really really great for us. So you can Google that to learn about how to access and source great good clean seafood through vital choices that's awesome and so you're saying that you know yeah increase your consumption of clean sourced um fish right um what else for mm-hmm. the what else on a prevention well, uh, side? Uh, when you're when you're going to choose to have say red meat or chicken or, or um or pork it's important where the source is as well, just like with fish. And so grass-fed beef is much more preferable than your typical uh, corporate uh, cow, and, and that goes for uh, right. you know, free-range chickens and so on. Got to go grass-fed. Um, and, 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 of course, we can't forget our, our leafy green cruciferous vegetables. Uh, and really, you know, if you make our the concept of we're going to have a meal of vegetables with a little bit of meat um that's a great way to a great way to approach it and and certainly by cutting down or cutting out the grains uh can help as well absolutely grains are pro-inflammatory and we talked about and you know inflammation in the brain being you know not a good thing so grains not only are delivering a lot of those omega-6s like you talked about but they're also very pro-inflammatory so i'm with you there i'm saying yes to the, all the grass-fed stuff you get more of the good omegas but then less of the omega-6s right you get more of the good omega-3s it, it is and it, and it really comes down to balance and and the best way to know how you doing is actually get it measured. Um, we, we sort of talk about, you know, consume more fish and this, that, and the other, but you can actually get it measured in your blood. And, yes, you and can. And then you have objective ways to approach yeah, it. You can see what your omega-6 to 3 ratio mm-hmm. is and mm-hmm. how out of balance it is, and it should be less than 5 to 1. Yes, The average exactly American right. is 20 or 25 to 1. Yeah. It's funny. It's It's gone up. Um, the last research I saw about 10 years ago was like 16 to one and you're so right with that um, and and I do do that as a nutritionist with my clients I do te- check their ratios as well um, it's you know it's not an expensive test but it's super super important 
Um, it is, and I think it really should be much more used than, you know, our, everybody knows what their cholesterol is. Right, well, Most people right. don't have a clue what their omega-3 right. levels Right, and we, it's so easy to make it a main, more mainstream. I, I'm with you on that. So, all right, so on the prevention side, we talked about getting more clean-sourced omega-3 fatty acids, really up, up, upping those, reducing the inflammatory grains, reducing the omega-6s. Anything else? What about, like, antioxidants maybe or any? Anything else that you recommend? Those deep, dark-colored berries. Well, it's there's some great research and it continues to come out about the combination of omega threes and B complex uh, for brain health. And, oh, yes. Uh, and so great. You really can't forget the B complex. That's great, um, Dr. Lewis. Great advice. And so there, there's great, great research just just in the past week. Even mm-hmm. another study came out about the importance of, of the combination of it with the omega three. Um, wow. And and I will make a comment that uh, when I'm dealing with somebody, if somebody comes to see me as a patient, mm-hmm. um, one of the first things I do is I don't put them on just that one dose of omega threes. I actually mm-hmm. triple it. Um, yes. I can start people on yes. 15 grams of fish oil typically, or 15 capsules mm-hmm. of fish oil a day, wow. or 9,000 milligrams of EPA and DHA, mm-hmm. and three and divided by three doses. So I, I like to front load. I like to yeah. try to saturate the brain yes. as quickly as possible, and awesome. then back off down to that uh, that level uh, mm-hmm. where you should be for um, kind of a maintenance level. Sure. But I, I saturate the brain even with your you know, your typical concussion somebody's coming into the office is three times a day of that dose for at least a week and then start okay. to back down. Okay, gotcha. That's that's really, really good to know. Now, um, we, we're actually, it's time for us to go, unfortunately, um, but I just <laughs> want to make sure that everybody um, understands and knows how to follow. Again, could you tell us your website and how they could access your book for more information? Okay, so the nonprofit website is brainhealtheducation.org, brainhealtheducation.org, and uh, the book is called When Brains Collide, and you can find it on Amazon.com, or you can link to Amazon through whenbrainscollide.com. Fantastic. Well, Dr. Michael Lewis, thank you so much for joining us today. Our community was super excited to have you on board and um, really, really appreciate you taking the time today to educate and spread the good word. So thank you. You're welcome, Heather. Anytime, really. Fantastic. Well, um, our community, as always, you know, we're on Facebook at Body Talk on Facebook. So, Dr. Lewis, if you ever have any more information that you want to share with our community, just send it my way and I'll make sure everybody receives it. Sounds great. All righty. Have a great afternoon and thank you again. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay.